it is time to tune up the band and the cream of the crap will rise to the tip of the top for it is another episode of the Sweet Chingwag Podcast. I am Sam alongside Dan and Reardon as we continue our journey for the wacky world of professional wrestling. Ah, joining us this week, this one's been a long time coming because these are dear friends of ours and it gives me great pleasure to finally say we are joined by the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. We are joined by Jay and Aaron. Hey, chaps. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Oh, what a pleasure. <laughs> Honest, like, honestly, it's so it's been a long time coming, as I said, but it's we finally got you on. I'm so happy. I'm not happy with a certain person. I will talk to them later. Yes, I am talking <laughs> to you, Troy. Come <laughs> Tuesday? Oh, shit, wrong podcast. <laughs> nah, this is the right podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but no, how is everyone doing? How have they been? Uh, all good. Yeah, it's it's not the greatest weather up north at all. <laughs> no, um, we're, um, oh god, so yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, what is the snow like for you guys up there? Uh, it was bad yesterday, but now it's just that cold; it won't go away. It's settled. It's now black sludge, ice. It's not the greatest. I think the snow from Scotland's making its way down to Liverpool today. It's, well, uh, on getting deeper. <laughs> on, on on Wednesday when we recorded our NXT review, Joe in Manchester said it was minus five there or four, and it was minus seven up here. So. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was minus seven in the morning here that day. Yeah, um, yeah, like it, minus it, four in the evening. It somehow managed to clip minus seven when I was on the way to work the other day. <laughs> All the way down here. It's it's great, isn't it? In this one year, we've had so we've had two extremes of weather. Like just yes. a few months ago, we were at forty degrees, and now we're at minus seven. The thing is, it's speaking to double digits again, like next week. Yeah, mm. apparently, right. on, apparently on Monday is meant to be like fourteen degrees. Yeah, <laughs> really? What? Yeah. Oh I, my god! I, that I, is what? See, see now that's what I yours, call guys. a climate change. Yeah, moment. yeah. <laughs> It'll oh, be, be like being being in Lanzarote again. It's this great. is a certified climate change moment. Just make yeah. sure I'm going to get my basketball shorts out for next week. Hell then. yeah. It, is Vince Russo booking this weather? Honestly. <laughs> Swerve, bro. The 50-50 is too much right now. I swear to God, bro, you December. thought you were getting a white Christmas think again, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. We're going to pull off the biggest swerve. 25 degrees on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me it really wouldn't <laughs> anyway we give you this podcast thanks to those lovely people over at soundcloud spotify google podcasts apple podcasts and forever pending other platforms you know guys when it comes to pending the cream of the top will rise the cream of the crop will rise to the top and but we are the cream of the crop when it comes to pending because we will always be pending I'm surprised. And always will be. I'm surprised, Reardon, that you didn't go with Boomsaw is pending. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you tell me this? Oh, I'm angry. <laughs> oh, I'm angry. Oh, you should have thought of it before. You should have thought of it before me, Reardon. I, I had, I had hours to think of this up and that was mm, nah I'll just move on I'm angry, I'm angry with so, myself now yes before we get onto our match review of Steamboat versus Savage from Wrestlemania 3 it's been a bit of a weird week so I think it's about time we visit Dan for this week's wrestling news 
I was going to say, I hope we've got a good intro for these bits here. <laughs> oh, do we? 120 episodes in, Aaron, and it's the exact same as it was for episode one. <laughs> Are you throwing me off? I was going to do the Randy Savage bit. <laughs> I started laughing. Ooh, yeah. Wrestling news, yeah. Ooh, dig it, brother. Um... So yeah, so to jump off um, into uh, what I believe is currently the biggest story in wrestling right now, um, it seems like it's all but confirmed that Sasha Banks is now a free agent, mm-hmm. uh, currently not contracted um, anywhere. Obviously, there's big uh, potential news around her making an appearance wrestling in Japan. Um, obviously, a lot of people are saying about AEW. Um, but I think the big thing that's come out of this is um, the talk about whether or not, uh, or well, the talk about the reason that she left. Yes. So uh, reportedly, uh, mm. it was said that she was asking for money um, on the level that uh, Becky Lynch and Charlotte um, were being paid, and that request was denied. Now, was that necessarily true? I, we don't know for sure, but that is the story that we're being given to us. From what I I've see no problem well, with that at all. But yeah. <laughs> One thing I've heard as well is they gave the, the exact same excuse that they gave to Keith Lee, and that, that she was hard to work with. Now, this is putting two yeah. and two together and coming up with five, um, but that does seem pretty sus, if you ask me. <laughs> I mean, the the the, fir- the first part is, I don't see what I I don't see why you wouldn't give Sasha Banks that amount of money. Is, especially is she not one of the four horsewomen. Exactly. Especially <laughs> with Becky and Charlotte, she is arguably the best one out of the four of them. So I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, everyone's got their. <laughs> idea of which one's the better out of the four mine's a sasha banks personally why is she not she gets other merch sales she was a former champ constantly she was always pushed i don't understand is it because she's argued with vince once and then they went nah you're not getting it pal it's wrestling politics is such an interesting part of society in that it does it does really weird stuff like this like well, one the, minute... well, the, the weird the weird thing that i've been seeing is that there are these there, there are, I, I don't know if you can believe this there are people out there caping for wwe but but there's 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 these people and they're like i can't believe that she would even dare ask for that amount of money now i am fairly sure that in the grand scheme of things like, it's not that much to ask. I mean, to quote Kevin Nash's Diesel, it's a pittance. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, because again, it goes into all this stuff where people are like, oh, like, is, 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 I mean, I, I fucking hate discussions about, is, are they a draw? No one cares, right? <laughs> But like they do all this stuff, and I'm just like, but but well, but but why wouldn't you give Sasha Banks that amount of money? Like I, I don't I don't understand the position you have to come from. I feel like the position you have to come from is you don't like Sasha Banks. Especially yeah. when you realise that she's now has a lot more mainstream um a mainstream appeal now, of course, especially when she was in uh, on Star Wars, uh, especially with well, that as well. This this is the thing, right? 
she's literally in the Disney bag. <laughs> Let alone the fact that, uh, as I have heard, there are talks for her character to potentially be getting either a spin-off, spin-off series or like have an episode like dedicated to her character. Mm. So clearly, Either something is going right when, like, you how how much spite do you have to be to turn down money from the mouse? Yeah, <laughs> true. And oh. and anyway, okay. If people want to be and say, "Oh, she doesn't she doesn't draw as much compared to them," okay, let's just have Hollywood Sasha. Do Do you know how people draw when you book them? Like yeah. to win when you book them properly. So <laughs> whose fault's that? Do you not do you not could help her make draw more if yeah. she was contracted to your company and then while she was wrestling she was featuring in Disney products. It's, it's all we- politics. Vinnie Mac's still in charge. Am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Yes. Yes. Well, fuck you, Vinnie Mac, you old <laughs> disgusting cretinous bastard. Yeah. <laughs> Let him know. Let him know. Let, yeah, let him know. Yeah, it's okay. It's, Sh- it's Shawnee Boy that's in charge of NXT, so I've got nothing to grudge yeah. there. That's fine. Well, it's, not, Aaron, not Aaron's the voice of the voiceless. That. I'll say. Um. I'll say this about Sasha though. Um, to see her now go to a, a be in a position where she's like, oh, you know what I'm going to do now? I'm going to go actually fulfill a dream of mine and go to Japan to wrestle. That's pretty awesome to see. And the fact that there is now the big rumour that she's appearing at Wrestle Kingdom, I think that's going to draw a lot more rise to New Japan. That's Surely that's going to drive more rise. Do you think we could potentially live in the timeline where uh, we have a Sasha Banks entrance at Wrestle Kingdom accompanied by Snoop Dogg? Uh, Yes, honestly. (laughs) I would give anything for that just to see Twitter die. (laughs) Can it be like you, you, uh, the Nakamura you, entrance where you had the pole dancers? <laughs> it, it'd be like a volcano going off on Twitter. It'd be incredible. Snoop Snoop Dogg crip walks in the Korakut <laughs> at the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> Do you remember that time Evan Bourne got like almost jailed in Japan. Yes. Uh, don't do not tell Snoop Dogg about that. <laughs> we have remember, don't whatever you do, don't take a vape with you. <laughs> oh, I think he's gonna get into a lot more trouble than vaping, Sam. <laughs> oh god. Right, Snoop Dogg's rich. You could pay the bail. Course, I was gonna say, I'm also I I feel like with the prospect though that they just see Snoop Dogg at the border and they're just like, you know what? We'll allow it. You're fine. <laughs> I'm I'm very I would be very intrigued by the ambassador of the United States of America trying to get Snoop Dogg back into his country. I want to I want to be in that meeting. <laughs> that would be the best episode of the Dark Side of the Ring ever. I actually would. <laughs> what was supposed to be the crowning moment for one Mercedes Renato turned into a nightmare for her family. <laughs> Just silhouettes of like Snoop Dogg with loads of smoke billowing around them. Yeah. And, like the police just like pulling guns at him. I'm I'm just I'm just pick I'm just trying to, I'm just thinking about those accounts. So it's like, do you remember when there's that moment where um when I mean when Trump was president and he did that tweet that was like, I'm gonna work hard to um get ASAP Rocky out of Swedish prison. Oh yeah, that was a thing. Just like Joe Biden tweeting, "We'll get, we'll get Snoop back." 
Oh gosh, now I was gonna say Spike Jones would be raking in the money for that version of Dark Side of the Ring. That's damn sure. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, it's good to see. I mean, I guess with this, I guess Sasha or Mercedes would definitely be going to New Japan for the women's division. Stardom, Sendai girls possibly working probably. with Mako. Satamora. It would probably just be like your your classic freelance tour where they just do a couple of they do a couple of shows like for all the main companies. Mercedes Venado versus Keiji Muto in 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 the Great Muto's <laughs> retirement match. The worst part is Muto would agree to it. <laughs> Shining but, wizards but fucking everywhere. That, he has that, to that, win. that match would go that match would go a certified 38 minutes. Yeah. And he- he has to win no matter what. Yes. He'll go 38 yes. minutes, he'll go over, and by the end of it, he will look like he ran 17 marathons. <laughs> oh, uh, so, so, some people would on Twitter to get with, get oh. as close to him as Sasha Banks. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so, talking and speaking of NXT, God, it's all been kicking off down there, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, Tell me about it. <laughs> following along with the main story from um, NXT, um, Mandy Rose lost her NXT women's title in what was deemed quite surprising fashion to Roxanne Perez, um, which, hey, awesome. Yes. Roxanne Perez is awesome. But now we know the situation around things, being that uh, Mandy Rose has now been released um, from the company. Um, as far as we know, um, because of her having a separate revenue stream through uh sending customized content we'll call it i cannot necessarily uh, confirm nor de- <laughs> i cannot necessarily confirm nor deny whether or not um new you're subscribed i'm not subscribed <laughs> Look, I'll say this. That's right? why I don't know what's on there. <laughs> I'll say this. Markiplier's been making a killing from selling tasteful nudes, apparently. So, you know, to Whoa. each their own. Respect the hustle is what I say. Yeah. <laughs> but this one is a very weird situation, especially when you, like, when you add the variables up and you especially add in WWE's past track record when it comes to stuff that Mandy was doing on that separate um, revenue stream, you start to realise, oh, wait, kind of a bit hypocritical of them, isn't it? Yeah, well, it, it's, it's that corporate control thing. Mm. Now, I guess from a corporate standpoint, maybe you can understand that, that their hands were tied in this situation when they've got to be at the beck and call of, of child-friendly sponsors and stuff like that, if you want to go from that sort of angle. But... Whoa, whoa, whoa. NXT is fucking TV, what are they, 13 or TV 12? There's exactly. no PG. Yeah. I, I was going to say, they have all of the sex on NXT, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> we, lo- we love a bit of the sexy time on NXT. Ah, no wonder Charlie Dempsey's on there now. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, as I said the other week, the, the son of William Regal and the ghost of Billy Robinson. That's just, that's sex, that is, for me. <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's, just those, it's just those memes where it's just, like, the least attractive person in Blackpool. <laughs> the most attractive person in, like, NXT. <laughs> it's, 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 it, I don't know, this situation's really weird, I'm... especially how fast it happened as well. Um... The the way I see it, as a guy that has to review NXT every week, I say has to. I enjoy doing it. It's not it's not a forceful thing. Um, yeah, it it just seems a bit 
like, uh, sorry, my doorbell's rang. It just really put me off there. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, right, Mandy Rose in a nude set. It's not even only fans. It's our own private one itself. Hmm. Um, it's more of a, I think, because WWE aren't, the way I see it is WWE aren't earning anything from it. So then they go, uh, they've probably asked her, can we get a bit of that pie? Uh, no, this is my private pie. Get your own. And then it all went kicked off and tits up for there. I'll say this much. This is, in a very similar sense to Adam Cole's Twitch channel. And I know that yes, sounds really it's silly. Ex- no, it's the exact same premise, yes. It's, it's, yep. The premise is very much similar <laughs> in that yeah, regard. They went, they went through that whole thing where they were like, no third-party revenue streams can't do that anymore. Because like I know people have been like, oh, but like, what about Charlotte shoot with like Sports Illustrated? I feel I like mean, that's a very different thing. Because that, I that's assume different WWE because... agreed that. Yeah, WWE got the profits from that. That's <laughs> yeah. why. Yeah, that was Charlotte about the money center. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah, um, basically the rule is WWE likes horny when they can make money off it. They don't like horny when they make no money off it. Yeah, basically that is basically it. It's a shame uh, about this as well because it, honestly, like Toxic Attraction were a really good part of this revamped NXT. Honestly, I thought they were a really solid part of it. And Mandy is NXT Women's Champion. You, you may like it, you may not like it, but it did work. He carried that women's division for a year. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I would have loved to have seen that. It would have easily transitioned into the main roster toxic attraction as well. So to see it no. kind of cut under its feet is a bit, it's a, it's a letdown. Yeah. It's a bit of a shame. Say so I don't know what they're going to do with uh, Gigi Dolan and JCJ now because they're a bit lost. Was yes, it? they can talk on the mic and stuff, but they've not got that. As much as I hate to say it, star power that Mandy has, especially <clears> for NXT. <throat> Um, yeah, like, I'm a bit a lot. I'm a bit right, Gigi Dolan's got Gigi Dolan's got to step got to step it up and then go back to the yeah, playbook. Do, <laughs> do that, do that fucking um, that tampon gimmick oh, again. God no, no, no. <laughs> no. Well, it's interesting because there was talk of um, Toxic Attraction splitting up and Gigi and JC going up, but Mandy stayed in NXT originally, wasn't it? Oh yes, yeah. yes. Are was. you telling me that you wouldn't have wanted to see um, Toxic Attraction versus Damage Control for six months? Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> that. That's the dream. <laughs> that is wrestling. <laughs> you know what the uh, definition of insanity is, guys? I don't. I haven't heard it before, actually. Was it Shawn Michaels cutting a promo as as, as the GM and the head creative of NXT over and over again? Um, no, it's Hillbilly Jim's Hall of Fame speech. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I thought Flair's was bad enough, though. No. Oh, God. Okay, jumping on into our last news story, um, it is announced that John Cena uh, will be competing in a match on the last day of 2022 to fulfill the needs for the record of the most consecutive years to wrestle a match for WWE, achieving 20 years. Can I ask a question? Yes. Is this not pre-taped as well? Uh, no, I think it's the last week of the year they're doing a separate yeah. one. Right, okay, right, yeah. okay. I was going to say, surely John Cena's no showing up. On a pre-tape. <laughs> <laughs> Big match, John. Don't do no pre-tapes. 
That does not work Unless for me, brother. That does... uh, oh man. He's gotta he's gotta fit it in around his schedule. <laughs> We've just said John Cena's returning for a tag team match and all five of us just went uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the thing is as well, it. the it's promo a, it's is so a, good. It's not a slight on John. Actually no, it is a slight on John, let's be honest. <laughs> hey, he's look. not allowed he's not allowed to do what he used to do anymore. The evidence was clear in that Roman Reigns match last time. Oh crunch, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, he's not yeah. allowed to get physically hurt. WWE can't pay that insurance money. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's making like he's yeah. movie magic. He's got peacemaker season two to make. He can't be getting hurt. Like, he's got that's... business engagements in China. Like don't I, worry I, about I, it. He I needs don't to know sell how... more Bing Chilling. <laughs> he does. How John Cena and Roman Reigns done a match that was full of taunts, clotheslines, and punches was scary to watch it was a sm- it was a wwf smackdown 2 type of ma- get match wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> oh, it, it was awful it was stinking i know i i remember when we reviewed that show having to um having to kind of like tell troy why it was a bad match because he's like oh the storytelling like what storytelling <laughs> the storytelling that john cena is not le- like not allowed to take any bumps because of his insurance <laughs> Exactly. Like, why? You, I don't want to watch that. I, I can't <laughs> wait for Rock vs. Roman to be the exact same thing at Mania. Oh, oh my god. No. 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 Rock takes a back bump and then his, like, spine shatters. I was going to say, uh, one, one, one's raising the eyebrow, the other one's going ooh-ah for about 25 minutes. What's <laughs> commentary going about the fucking Samoan dynasty for a bit? 30 minutes. Sam, it's, 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 the cursed ver- it's the cursed version of the Nakajima Fujita match. Oh, f- no. At least with that one, at least with that one, it was half an hour of actually good stuff of them just standing still and circling the ring. With that one, it would just be grating. <laughs> It'll be every running imaginable. <laughs> oh, no. Well, look. If there's any, is there, if there's a silver lining to the world of wrestling this week, it's this. Our boy, our boy Jeff Jarrett is going for the AEW Tag Team Championships. It's his world. What? It, it is his world. <laughs> he ain't dead, and he certainly ain't the rock. His world. Hang on, let me hang on. Let me just check something real quick. Yep, it is still 2022. What is going yeah, you on? You're wrong, brother. <laughs> I I think we haven't got gone far enough back in time. I think Jeff Jarrett needs to go full like West Texas rednecks from WCW. Yeah, yes. smacking so, women over the head with guitars, do, please. I'm all for that. Do, do I, I mean, I'm all for the character. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that the most now most clipped thing from this week's rampage was Jeff Jarrett going scissor this slap nuts. Tells you everything you need to that's, know. That's wrestling heritage, like, right there. Literally, I'm, I'm, te- want... I'm telling you, right? I'm sorry, I'm te- I'm telling you, mate. Honestly, NWA, just get Jarrett in. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Oh, it can't no. get any worse than who they've got. No, the it can't get any, it, it can't get any worse <laughs> than what NWA has right now, Raiden. They have Tyrus as their champion. Oh, oh, no. former Brodus Clay as their champion you know the in 2022. The most cursed part about that was that two days later, 
He appeared on Piers Morgan's talk show with the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship on his shoulder. I won't comment about who else has been mentioning Piers Morgan in the wrestling world recently. Yes. Ex- mm. uh, <laughs> Shall we just... move on quickly? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that done with the news then? Uh, yeah, we're Dan? done with the news. Lovely, lovely stuff. Reardon, it's time to visit Recommendation Corner. What have you got for us this week, sir? Oh, man. Guests, gentlemen, how do you feel about something that's going to be a sight to see no matter what? I mean, that's the, that's the only reason I go to the cinema, you know? <laughs> oh, do I have a capital C cinema for you? Well, they're usually spelled with a capital, yes. <laughs> It it is my delight to inform all of you that the teaser trailer for Barbie has been released upon the earth. And it looks like it's going to be incredible. (laughs) Now, now, when I say, do I say incredibly good or incredibly bad? I don't know. I I have no idea. What I do know is that Michael Cera is in this film. Michael Sarah really? is he in it? Michael yeah. Sarah is confirmed to be in the cast. <laughs> we so we have confirmed out of the off the top of my head. We have um we have Margot Robbie as the titular Barbie. I'm gonna have to watch this while she's are talking yeah. about it now. We we have <laughs> we, we have Ryan Gosling as Ken. I love and... the fact we have Simu Lu as another Ken. Yeah, we have Simulu as another Ken. Also, could, could Michael Sierra be another Ken? I, I don't so. know. I hope uh, so. All I'll say is so. this: the fact I feel it's like almost a perfect casting to get Shooty Gatwa in the Barbie film. I feel that's like near perfect casting. And if it's just a precursor of what we get as him as the Doctor, I may watch Doctor Who again. <laughs> we have fucking hell. They're playing Ric Flair's music in the background. <laughs> Holy shit. There's a woman <laughs> with giant legs. <laughs> what is going on? Uh, Aaron, um, are we going to have to do a review of this? Oh, <laughs> Maybe she's like she's like thirty foot tall. Us as kids, like at her big toe, just staring up. What is going on? <laughs> it's called <laughs> cinema. <laughs> and then the best said... part. The oh, best part has has turned into Ric Flair's music to something a bit jazzier. What yeah. that was that was seamless. That transition. Yeah. That. Yep. Yep. Oh. Wow! Oh, I'm invested <laughs> now. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, see, you see, do you see what I see? <laughs> right. Listen, listen. That movie has now shot up to being one of my movies of 2023. And the best part, the best part is that if it stands the same as the UK, if the US releases the same as the UK release, then it will be released at the same time, the same day, as Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. <laughs> Jesus meaning, meaning, this is going to be the greatest double feature I have ever spent at a cinema. <laughs> now, 
the big question I have to I have the floor is yours, guys. Which one did you watch first? Barbie I mean, or Oppenheimer? I've literally just watched a trailer for Barbie, so I think my answer's already there. <laughs> oh, it's, no, it's definitely Barbie first, Oppenheimer second, surely. Now, see, see, see here's what I was going to say. I was going to say, I'm going to go from atomic bomb to atomic blonde. That's exactly oh. what I do. See, 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 I, like, off, right <laughs> as it stands, at the time of this recording, uh, it will be Oppenheimer to Barbie, because from what I understand, Oppenheimer, at least a good portion of it, will be filmed in black and white. So I'm thinking I go for a Wizard of Oz thing. You go for like a four-hour Wizard of Oz effect? Yeah. Okay, I'm down for that. Going from like <laughs> going from the grittiness of the man who's who moved the earth to Barbie. <laughs> The grittiness of Barbie, just different kind of gritty. You know what? It would make me laugh if Killian Murphy has a cameo appearance in Barbie. Oh my god. Oh, please let me live in that world. Please let me live in that world. It's funny you should say that. There's a rumor going around that Michael Serra's a lab assistant in Oppenheimer. Oh no. Oh my god, that would be amazing. <laughs> the films are linked. <laughs> I, I, for, I, for one, Love this Venn diagram of Oppenheimer and Barbie stance. There's got to be someone who's in Oppenheimer and Barbie, surely, even if it's like a sound tech. Mate, 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 you're talking to him. You're talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is, it's going to be one heck of an opening weekend for both films. That's for damn sure. This might be what saves the cinema industry. Yes. Uh, so that is my recommendation, and I think we can understand, right? Yeah, I think we can. Oh yeah. Can I, can I do a can I do a nominal quick recommendation? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, my nominal quick recommendation will go to uh, all those lovely people out there who are wrestling fans that play games on PC, <laughs> uh, and because uh, he is one half of the topic that we were talking about today, um, it's a classic. I think anyone that knows about game modding knows what I'm about to say. Oh, don't tell uh, me. <laughs> involving one person in this match, but um, give some love to the Macho Dragons mod for Skyrim. It turns all the dragons into Macho Man Randy Savage. There you go. Have fun, people. You could that. say that's a mashup. It hey. is. Macho Man and a dragon. <laughs> he didn't. I was going to say, you didn't know you were I didn't even realise that. You didn't even realise it. <laughs> oh, I love it. Alrighty, with all of that, it is time to get on to the main portion of this episode. Our match review of Macho Man Randy Savage versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat for the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania 3. Now, question before we get into our little analysis and a run-through of the match. How many people here had seen the match prior to us watching it? Here, I'll start with you, Jay and Aaron. I had, but, like, years ago. Oh, you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, as I said to Sam, you know, when we're talking about a match as complex as this, it pays to have an expert. So, Aaron, we're very thankful for you joining us. Ah, oh, um, Known technical wrestling expert. I have things to say about this match, so... <laughs> I am looking. Uh, I'm genuinely looking forward to it, Aaron. You like it, like uh, seriously? <laughs> 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 
So, yes, I had seen this match before, but it has been a very long time since I last saw it. So, is it the same? Is that kind of like a similar thing to anyone here as well? They'd seen it a yeah, very long time. That's pretty much the same for yeah. me. So, I yeah. think the last time I watched this match was maybe seven or so years ago. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Back when they... Uh... Back when they used to sh uh, have a segment where, which was called WWE Classics or something along those lines. Yeah, and it used to be in a vault. The Vintage yeah. Collection yeah. as it, well. It, yeah. yeah, the Vintage Collection, that was it. Yeah. And, they, and um, this is an even more random specific memory that you'll know if you're approximately my age. Um, they used to show it on Sky. Mm. Yep. Um, for an hour before the actual wrestling shows were on. Yep. Yeah. A clip show hosted by Mean Gene Oakland, if memory serves. That was the one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there you and go. it used to be an absolute roll of the dice. Sometimes you get yes. like pay-per-view matches. Other times you get matches from like Velocity. Fucking Chavo Guerrero versus Matt Hardy. Or Who fucking... wants to watch that? Bitch? Or, fucking... <laughs> <laughs> or fucking Skinner from fucking Wrestling Challenge in 1991. It's like, no, I don't want to see this. This was the thing, though. Sometimes you'd get like, you'd get like a match like this, or you'd get like, you know, like a match that was like, you know, Brett or Bulldog or something like that. And then other times you would just get the most random mix of people you've never heard of and will never see again. The Goon versus Duke the Dumpster Drosy. <laughs> Uh, it's just nonsense like some of them oh. i remember one i remember one time there being like a bashing brothers match on there me being like why the fuck's this one Fucking hell. <laughs> my my one was always um does anyone here remember the revived wwe superstars yes <laughs> oh God. so so i remember this because and specifically um it used to be on in the morning slot before soccer am oh gosh right yeah. yeah and the, the funniest thing about it was you had this mo the most confusing mix anyway because obviously it's like and it would be my a a a show b show this was like the e show mm. <clears throat> and then just sometimes you just have like stupid good work rate matches mm -hmm. and like other times you just get like justin gabriel versus Vladimir Kozlov. <laughs> like, well after the fact that any of them were relevant, and they were on the roster collecting their paycheck. <laughs> and they do like a, like a four-minute match, and then that was it. <laughs> Fun fact about uh, Superstars, the, the main event of the first reboot of Superstars, when, back when WWE would try to make it feel like a big deal for like a week, uh, was Mahadi versus The Undertaker. Yes, yeah. I remember that! Yeah. And they were like, oh, it's going to be such a huge deal. And then, like, a week later, it was like, no, nope, shotgun no, Saturday night all over again. <laughs> the Undertaker does not approve. Sh shotgun, shotgun Saturday night at least had Undertaker, Tombstone, and Triple H on an escalator. That's true. <laughs> that is the greatest true. spot on all of wrestling ever. <laughs> it also had Sonny's sex tape with Elmo on the second episode, but I digress. Don't um, worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We've all seen it. What's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> no, not that one, Aaron. Of course you wouldn't see the problem, Aaron. <laughs> With that, I'm going to get back to Savage versus Steamboat. Oh. So, the build-up to this match, 
the feud began during an IC title match between the two when Savage decided to attack Ricky Steamboat as he greeted fans at ringside. Of course, the famous part was, uh, was Savage uh, pushing Steamboat over the security rail and delivering an elbow that thrusted Steamboat's throat into the rail and he ended up dropping the ring bell on his throat for extra measure, destroying his larynx in the process and sending him out in the hospital and out of the, the WWF for about six months. This, of course, Excuse would result... Excuse me, it was a local medical facility. A local medical have facility, you know. I forgot, sorry. This did Thank result you. in a long, bitter feud. I said that lasted six months and culminates here at WrestleMania 3. George the Animal still is ringside in Steamboat's corner, having developed a crush on Savage's valet, Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> so, Don't worry about it. <laughs> before the match, we get a good old school macho man promo like the absolute king that he is finally promising to put steamboat out of his misery and out of wrestling for good with the end line history becomes the macho man yeah. also uh, may i give a shout out as well to the entrances for the little mini ring buggies that they had at wrestlemania brilliant <laughs> i love those buggies oh god also, yes, we have also have a promo from Ricky Steamboat as he's with Mean Gene Oakland backstage. May I just say, Ricky's really underrated in his promo work. Hmm. Like, a lot of people talk about his in-ring abilities, which are, of course, you know, <coughs> second to none for Ricky. But he has quite a good intensity, great use of wordage as well, and just basically he's kind of like, mostly the kind of atypical promo that you would see in the golden age of WWF at this time. So, I think there's a reason why his promos are so different from everyone else's around that time. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> well done. It says what it needs to say. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Fellas, Pontiac Silverdome, supposedly 93,000 people. I mean, the visual of it is quite cool, honestly, especially for this being, like, late 80s as well. I mean, for at least to my viewing, there's got to be at least 12 people in there. Yeah, well, with all the pixels in that, yeah, <laughs> at least 12, yeah. <laughs> if network buffering would work once, it would be more... <laughs> if I it mean... wasn't... Could be worse. Could be Peacock. <laughs> it's very true. Don't worry about it. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Gorilla Monsoon <clears throat> and Jesse Ventura on commentary. Oh, I, 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 there's something about I love this duo of, comment, of commentary teams. And there's just something quite... There's, there's no one who's been able to do a heel commentary quite as well as Jesse Ventura. <laughs> People say Corey Graves, but I'm like... Who is saying that? People <laughs> say he's as good as Bobby the Brain Heenan, and I'm like, who, no, he's who not. Who is saying Corey Graves is in that conversation? <laughs> I don't. Trust me, there are people on the Squared Circle Reddit who think that. That's obscene. I don't remember Gorilla Monsoon leaving his wife for one of the wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> the difference is we don't know if it happened. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, no okay, because I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, this Corey Graves comment has me heated because yes. I want to know who the fuck is saying this. Have you ever had to try and sit through Corey Graves attempting heel commentary? His heel commentary is just goes, 
Oh, I see that person in that ring. I fucking hate them. Um, <laughs> I've just you got... didn't even need to say heel there. You could have just said commentary. That's I'm also like... true. I fucking hate Corey, Corey Graves' heel commentary is is like when we had to go through that heel Michael Cole era. Oh, don't uh, remind me of heel Michael his heel, his heel commentary was it just the yeah. person would make their entrance to the ring and then Michael Cole would just spend 15 minutes shitting on them? Yep. Yeah, he'd just be there and be like, like he'd just be there and be like, okay, if a person had a match against the Miz or Jack Swagger, it's fucking insufferable. Yes, yes. But literally, all it was was like, like the per- Miz or Jack Swagger would make the entrance and he'd be like, oh, they're like the greatest wrestling in the world. Then the other person would walk out and she'd be like, this person is absolute fucking dog. <laughs> you should not like them. You should hate them. They are worthless. <laughs> It's what Booker T does on NXT now. Oh, yeah, nice. at least Booker T's actually funny. funny. Don't remind me of the no, die. Don't it, remind me of the die Jack comment. Who? 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 All right. Okay, fellas. So we've we've got those two on commentary. The bell rings and we are underway. Thoughts about the kind of like the first kind of opening exchange, which kind of like it's very much reminiscent of it's, both of their styles, where it's just arm drag. It's it's a breaks. it's a very normal opening, but mm. there's enough stuff that makes it different that means it doesn't feel like I'm watching the same thing I would have always watched because genuinely, and I feel so bad saying this, this match feels more inventive than most matches I see now. <laughs> I mean, we're not like I I agree with you. Not in the first three minutes are we seeing someone doing a big old choke for like lifting them off their feet in the process. But it's, it, but it's even like the the arm Man. drags and the way they jostle for position and like instead of um, instead of immediately like you're just going for like the oh I'm going to do the Irish whip they like try and chain they like s- swing each other around. Mm. Mm. But if Dolph Ziggler gets it does it he get shouted for dinner? Ooh. That's what I mean. <laughs> People are holding. People are holding him down. I, I really like forgot how good Steamboat's arm drag is. Like, yeah. might as well just get that out of the way with now. Yeah, it's it was, like that first, that first one. I was like, fucking hell. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Even in his mid fifties, he was doing it better than most people on the roster. <laughs> yeah, that's hey, crazy. you don't lose it. You don't lose it. <laughs> But no, I completely forgot that that during that opening sequence we had the Irish whip, arm drag, baseball slide, the arm drag, and then that ending with that big choke from Steamboat. I forgot that moment happened. So when that happened, I was like, "Holy shit!" I wasn't expecting that. I no lie. If some if someone pulled off that baseball slide spot, there'd be someone complaining and fucking snitch tagging. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. But of course, but I don't care. Mm. It infinitely makes that opening exchange way better than if they just did a normal drop down. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. That ending, that exchange though, does end with uh, Savage bamboozling Ricky by making him chasing him around the uh, around the ring, eventually giving uh, Savage the time to take advantage and the opening for the match. And I like what I do like from this one is that Savage immediately he, during this entire match goes, you know what, I'm going for your throat again. <laughs> and immediately starts yeah. doing like hot shots and stun guns to Ricky's throat. Again, ring I, I, psychology, people. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realise until watching this match like how much of an influence Randy Savage as a heel is on MJF. Like there was a <laughs> there was a couple of little 
couple of little bits that Savage was doing that I was like, that like you can see where MJF's kind of picked that up and gone, oh yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Like when when the ref when the ref was distracted by uh, Steel a little bit. Uh, yes. It was quite early into the match and. Savage like goes goes and mouths off at him, and then goes and puts his knee back to <laughs> yeah. the back yeah. of like Steamboat's throat. Ah, uh, one thing I don't see very often is the is the arm ringer. So when Ricky had the wrist lock on Savage, and then he lifted him up and then rang his arm again, I don't see people. Yeah, doing that was that awesome. Move anymore, and it's such a like. All right, granted, maybe in the grand scheme of things, it's not as realistic nowadays to do something like that but it is visually quite cool to see yeah but if you were so if it was someone like claudio doing it i'd fully buy it <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah exactly so with that savage throws ricky right out of the ring and we get a great exchange from gorilla and jesse gorilla saying look at the back of the cranium of the animal with jesse going it's disgusting i prefer not to look at it <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Jesse Jesse Ventura, the former Marine. (laughs) The former Marine on top form. He likes to look at the back of women's heads instead. (laughs) Hey, everyone has their thing. Everyone has their thing. So yeah, we get we get a big snap mare back into the ring for Ricky with a big elbow right between the eyes and a knee drop, only for a two count for Savage. Ricky that Ricky the Dragon Steamboat though blocks a turnbuckle head smash and gives Savage one of his own. And we get a big chop and get Savage tied up on the ropes. I've never seen someone chop someone and yeah. somehow they get tied I, up. I into like the ropes. this. I thought this was fucking great. <laughs> but f- screw you, Dave Hebner, for not actually allowing Ricky to have the advantage. <laughs> Because if it were anyone One else... thing I... I was going to say, Dave Hebner was fucking awful. Like, so, some refs get, like, so much shit today. Um, but I was looking at Dave Hebner, like, some of the things he was doing. Like, like when he wasn't counting Steamboat, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you telling Savage off? Well, you can blame Steamboat's it. in the crowd. You can blame Savage for that because he handpicked the referee. So he did. He yeah. did for this match. Yeah. Hey, I was gonna say at the two heavens though, we all know that Earl's the goated one, but purely for his Twitter. <laughs> As he says, he does not give BJs to sluts. No, oh, j- just no non-sluts. Sh- okay. No yeah. shuddy. <laughs> You know oh, you're yeah. Only Shout gives, out, oh, only, <laughs> gives B, only gives BJs to princesses. That's most, it. Most of them are sluts, though. They they <laughs> like fall in love with the first man that they meet. So oh, God. Ah! <laughs> oh, every Disney fairy tale the ever. Fa- the, fa- the, fa- the fairy tale world was a different time. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Where were we? Yeah, no, you are not. You are are not. You are not wrong. (laughs) Dave Hebner in this is in fact a part of the match. Yes, (laughs) he is in fact one of the referees of all time. No wonder that they had that thing. I think it was the same year, wasn't it? Where they had that storyline where they had the clone of Dave Hebner, but it was actually in fact Earl Hebner (laughs) being the evil referee, which saw Ted DiBiase win the title. DBRC got a guy off the street paid for uh, plastic surgery to turn him into El Hebner. Yes, that was the thing. It was a Hogan was saying, oh, he's got plastic surgery, dude. Jesus Christ, the 80s was a different time, wasn't it? <laughs> really it? I believe it. <laughs> I, I, 
I say that as someone who wants more 80s storytelling. Yes. Daddy Magic's like the most refreshing thing on TV for me at the moment because of all the cocaine. Here, here. Yes. <laughs> Matt Menard's the best thing on AEW at the moment. One of my boys. <laughs> Matt Menard, like a modern-day Randy Savage. Yes. There's just a level of insanity that you cannot get anymore. <laughs> and that's because people actually think... <laughs> So I love this little sequence uh, after this, after Savage gets uh, gets freed from the ropes. Uh, the reversals of the Irish whips and a big old cross body for a two count. And then another arm drag and a big shoulder block as well. Um, love that little sequence. It ends with mm -hmm. Ricky skinning, skinning the cat. And in a move I've never seen before, when he gets back in the ring, Savage is like, no, you're, getting, you're going back out. <laughs> 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 it's like I, I would that. love to see that like Dolph Ziggler do that and someone just be like no go <laughs> <laughs> no I'm... I told you get out of the ring <laughs> I'm, pretty I'm sure I, it's I, happened I hate to be that guy but I'm pretty sure Jericho and Ziggler done it in 2011 in the Rumble when they were the first two 2011 2010 I think he yeah when yeah. I think they did in the same spot uh, yeah but uh so, I think so. My yeah. guy is the doctor of Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, not not a mark or anything for Dolph Ziggler, honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I... Dolph is doing his best. Yes. He's doing his best. It should have been him. It should, it should have, have been, him. been him. I would do anything I'm asked if I got a paid fucking one point six million dollars a fucking year. That was for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He ain't lying. Yeah, where is the lie? Where is the lie? So this is where we get. I the mean, first... where is the lie? <laughs> we get the first uh, little bit appearance here from George the Animal Steel as he tries to help Ricky up, but uh, but Dave Hebner decides to drive him away when it could have been can Savage, I... but it was Dave Hebner instead. Can I can I be here and say that um, just just in general, George the Animal Steel silhouette scares me? <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. Something about it just feels wrong. He looks like Miss Finster from Recess. He does. It's it's the silhouette of a grizzled East Londoner lurking in the shadows. <laughs> no, but he's like the guy who sits in the he's like the guy who sits in the back of the calf. Yes. No. And you see him there every single day. Every time you walk past in the morning, he's already there and he's already got his pie. And he eats with his mouth open. One hundred percent. All right, he's a, you want to jump like in the taxi with me, lad? He, 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 for, 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 for those of us who have worked in pubs, he is that regular who comes in, orders a pint of bitter at like 10 a.m. and then doesn't yeah. leave. Oh, God. He's like that one ex-gangster who's trying to get his life back on track so he can see his grandkids. Straight just sitting up. Like, <laughs> sits in the back just trying to mind his own business, but trouble finds its way to him. I I I can't ex I can't quite pick out what it is, but it's something about him being so wide as a person, but also being hunched over slightly. Yeah, it just right. feels wrong. Like Miss Finster like from Recess. Yes. <laughs> now you make me. Want I was going to say, Jay. Now that you've made that reference, you make me want to do the otter dance. But I digress. You know what? Now I'm I'm honestly wow. These are just these references are bringing back memories. Oh my god! <laughs> also, me in a moment that popped me during this match with this with uh, Ricky over the guardrail, 
Gorilla Monsoon. Did Gorilla Monsoon just say Pearl Harbor as Steamboat gets Pearl Harbor yes. by Randy Savage? Yes, he did. <laughs> that he did. That he did. So much as a as an avid viewer of OSW review, that popped me. <laughs> yeah, Gorilla Monsoon that... just said Pearl Harbor. I, I was I was quite surprised by that. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yes. It is, it is, in fact, a feeling to hear that statement. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dave Hebner decides to reprimand Randy Savage for that as George Steele picks up Ricky Steamboat and just drags him back into the ring. <laughs> I I've quite gotta... like it, though, that just someone on the outside was like, nah, get in there. Go on, go on champ. <laughs> and in another great I... move from Randy, he decides to throw Ricky out again. <laughs> I've got to say as well, when... um. When Steel helps like Steamboat into the ring, and uh, Monsoon's like defending it, and Jesse's like rightfully going, "Hang on, what's the difference between if Elizabeth did that?" <laughs> and Monsoon's just like, "Well, he's his friend, not a manager." <laughs> I call bullshit. No, they're both the exact same things. It, just regardless if Elizabeth is Randy's valet or George is there as a friend, they're both ringside. Yeah. <laughs> I just I love mean, it though. Because I feel you, like it's... Have you not been in bed thinking of George the Animal Steel as well as Miss Elizabeth? Oh, who They're exactly the same. Yeah. I feel like we live very time. different lives, Aaron. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who amongst us? <laughs> oh, gosh. So, this is where we get the uh, from, from Ricky outside. Uh, Randy gets to the top rope and delivers a big axe handle to ringside in a very iconic shot. And goes for another one as Ricky is thrown back into the ring. Followed by a running elbow for just a two. And this is where we get that kind of really cool hot shot. Where Randy kind of vaults over the top rope. into yep. Down to ringside and just goes, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm killing you. I don't care how much it takes <laughs> you, I'm killing you. <laughs> yeah, it, it's part of what I, said, what I said in my notes about this match. Which is, there's lots of like sequences that... I recognize, but they're like slightly different. Mm. And like, rather than having like some stupid long heat segment, they're all just like short, like moments in the match. Mm. Shout out to the atomic drop. Oh, <laughs> we saw an atomic drop. <laughs> Steamboat absolutely fucking like just dead bodies it. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, bring back the atomic drop as a finishing. <laughs> Dude just falls over. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we get to, we have, as we have Steamboat trying to fight back. Savage in an underhanded move rakes the eyes, goes for a gut wrench suplex, can only still get a two count. But he goes for the he goes to the whale one too many times with the atomic drop as it's thwarted by Ricky Steamboat, and he go as Steamboat goes for his signature chops and throws Savage over the top rope and out. <laughs> of the ring he goes after randy savage throws his head into the apron and oh my god here's where we get one of the more most iconic spots from the match the top rope flying chop that he goes uh, that i didn't realize until now he jumps over dave hebner to get to randy savage <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i i love it but there's also the one of the things i love about it is 
just how grotty it looks. Yes. <laughs> it's it's a wonderful image, but my god, it looks like it looks like someone throwing a trash bag at someone. <laughs> it's <laughs> weird, imagine, isn't it? With like there's like so little like finesse in some of the older stuff. Where like you'd you'd see that like on a show now and you'd be like, I'll oh, put that on Botchamania. Yeah. But on yes. this it kind of it kind of fits because of the time. Mm. Well, this is uh, the thing I've said about Savage's elbow, which is like his 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 like diving elbow is like arguably like the iconic one. Mm. Like it is the one people will look at. But like every time I watch it, I'm just like, there's something absolutely just grotty about this. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look at it this way. At least it isn't CM Punk's elbow. That is true. <laughs> at, le- at least it just isn't CM Punk. <laughs> true. Well, true. also true. We get a false finish here and we show you how like invested the crowd is. Because as Savage gets the foot on the rope, but the free is almost counted, but then called off, the crowd go nuts. Genuinely I, I, nuts. This... This crowd was really hot for them. Aye, I'd, I'd, I'd go wild if I was in that crowd too, having to deal with the matches before and after this match and get. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say I didn't want to bring up the whole, you know, the King Kong Bundy. <laughs> Aye, exactly. <laughs> oh, I don't want to bring up King Kong Bundy. Period. <laughs> it's the only time I'm ever going to bring up the Haiti kid on Little Tokyo on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh. peak wrestling, that is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, so no, first... it's, it's absolutely awesome. Mm. And I've said this once and I'll say it again. People need to be more mindful about using the rope in wrestling because it's not used enough. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, we got we got a sun, sunset flip spot and an Aloha Macho. <laughs> <clears throat> Again, again, I, I, I really that. like I really like the escape from this, but again, I feel like it's a thing I don't see happen enough. A nice pinning sequence <clears throat> for the time. It was a good pinning sequence from the two of them at this point. Oh yeah, as we've seen, as we've seen now, the pinning sequence at this point maybe a little overdone. Certainly a lot smoother than this one for sure. <laughs> the the transitional pinning sequence, <laughs> yes, where it's just up, 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 up. Up, spin around, up. Ah, <laughs> oh, so we get a good, we get a good couple of steel post spots as well during this, which I do like. I do like slingshot sends Savage into the steel post only for a two count, but then Savage grabs the tights of Steamboat and sends him into the ring po- uh, steel post uh, shoulder first, if memory serves me correct. Yeah, gotta love a good steel post spot. Well, except if your name's Bill Goldberg and you deliberately run into the steel post, but I digress. Well, you know, you, you have to deal with your limitations when you're dealing with Goldberg. <laughs> oh, the, so we get an Irish rip, and that sends Ricky into Dave Hebner. Dave Hebner is out. This gives <laughs> much a man an opening. He hits. It's a ref bump! He hits Yay! the elbow. Goes for the free. I completely the forgot there was a ref bump in this yeah. match. So- <laughs> Same. But it kind of explains the reasoning to how they got the how they got this one, sent this one home. So as the ref is still mm. out in this match, 
Randy goes outside, decides to grab the ring bell to take Ricky out the exact same way that he did all those months before. But George the Animal Steel has other ideas, manages to grab it before eating a boot from Sam. Like, he did not hold back on stamping on his head. <laughs> like, it was like... Just looking at Elizabeth with those lustful eyes. To quote Calvin Harris, it was acceptable in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> So with that, I Sam... just I just looked at it. I said, "That's a concussion right there." <laughs> yes. <laughs> I I kicked down your head like a soccer ball. If you look at Elizabeth again, <laughs> we haven't researched concussions enough yet in sports. <laughs> What's a concussion anyway? No. <laughs> so as Savage grabs the ring bell once more, he's on the top rope. George Steele decides, you know what, I take exception for you booting me in the head, and makes Randy Savage eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best way anyone could have meant, could have described that sequence. <laughs> again, I again, I can't help ever since seeing it, I can't help but quote the last dance and Michael Jordan saying I took exception to Ah, <laughs> oh, so this gives Ricky the opening for the small package and the free. Yeah, Ricky Dragon Ooh. Steamboat is your new Intercontinental Champion. And oh. there it is. Uh, someone, someone praise this pen. I dare you. <laughs> wow, that was a, a, what a hell, what a hell of an ovation from the crowd as well when that when the finish happened as well. It wasn't quite uh, a roll up, but you know it, it counts. It counts. I will say about the finish, it's some, it's something like that. The idea behind it with like the body slam into a small package, it's something that if it's pulled off like really well, should be done a lot more. Yeah. But at the same time, it didn't look that good. It really didn't look that good. Especially when it's something realize. that should be done more, but when it ends up like how this one looked, <laughs> yeah. maybe when, no. Hey, it's always about how the match ends. Exactly. When you realise they had yeah. like three to four different endings in the pocket for this match as well, you kind of realise oh, it makes me wonder what kind of different endings did Randy have for this match? <laughs> what was the alternate universe finish? Miss Elizabeth interfering. No, we haven't reached that point in WWE history yet. Miss Miss Elizabeth coming in with the wild chops, <laughs> the Ricky Steamboat chops. That, yeah, that was that much more like WCW. That <laughs> true, true. Miss Elizabeth he, hits the Lisa Rana off the uh, the top rope, and it's the 3D from Dave Hebner and George Steele. <laughs> <laughs> There you go, it's TLC2 all over again. <laughs> this is my perfect what, match. Right. What if Savage just pitched like Clone and Hebner? Yeah. <laughs> and and Ho Hogan overheard it and was like, oh, that's that's a great idea. <laughs> that's not going to work for you, dude, but it's going to work for me. <laughs> oh, man. This was... I like... If, I, if I'm going to have final thoughts on this one, I, this match actually kind of rules. For the, for the in the context yeah. of the time period it's in, this match actually rules. I I remember last time I watched like watched it prior to this, which was a good like five six years ago. Um, thinking ah, it's not aged that well. 
didn't I didn't think it was bad. I just didn't think it was anything special. But from watching it today, I was like, that's actually a lot better than I remember it being. And I think I gave credit to it being mm. just because of some not not even down to like the kind of technique of the match, just more to kind of like the storytelling of it. Exactly. Um, with like even with stuff like where Steamboat was basically doing what Savage was doing to him earlier in the match and stuff like and revolving around throwing each other out the ring and stuff like that. It was simple but really effective. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially when you consider that the main event was just two big men slapping me and kind of doing a very, very timid scoop slam onto the into the ringside area. You realise that yeah, if you watch the entire event, this match is probably the one that sticks out and still stands the <laughs> test of time. <laughs> One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> oh, so I'm interested to hear your thoughts about like this entire match, Aaron. <laughs> mm. uh, five out of ten bang average. Would not recommend. Um, <laughs> uh, I had to put on puppet puppet the midget killer matches on afterwards <laughs> because oh, I needed to <laughs> I needed that spice of my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, thank uh, you, thank you, guest technical wrestling expert Aaron. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I I watched it. It was all right. It wasn't. Um, mine. Okay, now my question for for you, Aaron: Do you believe that this match could have been improved by the addition of explosions and light tubes? Yes. No one likes wrestling for the li- wrestling. Whichever wrestling fans tell you that are liars. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it needs all, more, it needs more Terry Funk is what you're trying it, to say. It needs more sunny days and um, steroid trials and um, hitting women, hitting women. Sorry, Mister Savage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's what I've got to say on that. <laughs> Send for the man. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron's an advocate of um, the proposed plan that we like to refer to as the steroid Olympics. <laughs> where everyone's allowed to juice as much as possible and we see the true limits of what humanity can achieve. Ah, yes, uh, the, the they hot. definitely should like eliminate drug testing from wrestling. I'm all for it. Yeah, so, I won't argue with that. I'll watch it every week. Basically, we just have Lex Luger everywhere, and I would not actually object to having Lex I'm not mad Lex at that, Luger. though. I'm not mad at Lex no. Luger everywhere. Imagine you, Imagine we had a roster of, like, 20, like, Ultimate Warriors and New Jacks and... Uh, like okay, just 20, trying 20 to book themselves 20 ultimate warriors too many but yeah, like <laughs> trying to book themselves strong whilst getting high as a cake going and in the space time continuum i was a master like constantly trying to book themselves strong that's perfect tv that i've, I've Every, always i've always said Oh god! <laughs> I, I've I've always said, and Sam is well aware of this, that um, I hope that we can reach a point in wrestling where just every single wrestling roster is basically just a regen Sean O'Hare. Yes, yes, just absolute athletic freakazoids. We, we've who, we've got that are, now. It's Shane Mercer, who are who mm. are who are all six foot two, can all do the maddest power bombs and the maddest power moves, and also hit a moonsault and a shooting star press. Basically, it's all right. Mm. If they die, if they die at like 
in their mid-30s as well. We've got a whole bundle of them ready to go. We'll just be swap, swap one in and out. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy shit! Oh god, the, the NXT podcast is even in here. It really ha- Okay. <laughs> Oh. Look, I just want athletic freakazoids, all right? Okay, we want Shane yeah. Mercer. We want Shane Mercer yeah. in, in Shane, WWE. Yeah, Shane yeah. Mercer yeah. everywhere. Yeah, just Shane Mercer's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Merciverse. <laughs> the Merciverse. Oh, God. All right, I mean, Riddle, me, what are your thoughts on this match? <laughs> yeah, can we <laughs> take the spotlight off me now, please? Thank you. Yes. <laughs> For me personally, as I said, this match rolls, and I can understand why it's held in such high regard within, I guess, the WWE canon. I mean, because you could pick a hell of a lot worse matches to could be considered iconic in that company. Yeah, I mean, it's iconic for a reason. It's iconic because it's incredible. It's just well, it's just, it's just everyone at the peak of their powers doing the best that they could, and because you know they practiced. And like, practiced and like, practiced. Like, like this is a this is a choreographed like wrestling match, which doesn't happen too much actually. It was uh, Savage and DDP were notorious for going over, for going for their matches beat for beat. And it was, I remember, Ugh. I think it was an interview Steamboat had quite recently for the network when he when he was like reminiscing about how how this match was being planned out, and then Savage gave him the notes of every single move, and he was like, "Oh, for crying out loud!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, great match for me. Yeah. I, I'd say this is like a. I dare. I would even dare to say it's a five out of five. I think merely because of the importance of it and the fact that when you look at the right. entire card, it's the match that, right. as I said, stands the test of time. So if you're saying that, then Hogan and Andre deserves five out of five as well for where it stands in history, which is completely wrong. I mean, at least who said the logic has say, to be consistent? I was going to say at the very at the very least in the main event, one person actually was that talented, and it was Andre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, I, I reiterate the fact of the logic does not have to be consistent. Exactly. Yeah. It, I, have made that very, I have made that very clear when we have gone through rankings in the past that my logic is nowhere near consistent at all. If this was Hogan, I was going to say, if it was Hogan and Andre in New Japan, maybe if Hogan were allowed to do more Enziguri than the Axe Bomber, maybe we'd be talking differently. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, my opinion on this match is that it is like you can tell the influence it has had on the future. Mm-hmm. It that like pretty much, I feel like key parts of this match I have seen repeated beat for beat verbatim <laughs> in other matches, um, and kind of what both of them did in the context of the time and the context of the wider show that it is on, because I think that's an important consideration. <laughs> um, it's nothing but incredible. At least at least at least to me. There's so much cool stuff in here. There's so much that I mean any person that's wrestling can learn from this. Mm. And just it's kind of one of those matches that um when we've done these in the past, I've described as an anomaly match. It kind of doesn't fit for its time. <laughs> it's just this kind of mystical fucking being that just exists. 
not to be repeated again for many years later. <laughs> like, I think Savage and Steamboat were both really ahead of the time, weren't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like, it's like as well with this. Um, I, I feel like I kind of undervalued um, Savage's heel work. Yeah. Like, all the stuff he does is just very simple heel work, but God damn, he does it really well. <laughs> Basically, as you said, MJF took one look at this and one look at Randy Savage and go, I'm going to take everything that you did. Yeah, but like it all makes sense though, because nothing mm. is like, nothing is like identifiably his. Mm. It's all just like very simple heel work, just like, I'm going to target the throat, I'm going to push you out of the ring. I'm gonna do just just do basic stuff that can get some nice easy heat on you without being like too ridiculous. All the basic heel tactics from a match, but done really, really yeah, well. Yeah, just done really well. It's not. It's not like like obviously there's a level of like personal feeling to this. I mean, the key part is this feud went on for six months. <laughs> It'd be good to get a feud that lasts six weeks now. Um, <laughs> but like everything that comes with that it's not like you know there was some like crazy spot or like some crazy thing that was like oh my god um he's doing he's doing this or whatever it's just like it is it kind of feels like the two of them just being like okay we're gonna settle this in the ring <laughs> and also george steel happens to be there <laughs> <laughs> Reardon, what are your final thoughts on this match? It is as good as everyone says, and it's held up. It has held the test of time, which is honestly, after everything, kind of cool. Kind of neat that it stayed. Hmm. But, uh, well, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> it just needs it just needs more barbed wire, doesn't it, Aaron? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, it I'm, needs I'm, something. It's just a bit I'm, dull. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, wire. Aaron. Ne next time we have you on, we'll get a match that has a lot more barbed wire and explosions for you. Give, give me a new Jack match, then see what happens. <laughs> get some like old school FMW. I'm yeah, gonna say, we need, yeah, we need we need a Megumi Kudo match, a uh, death match from I was, gonna, well, I, I was gonna start. I was gonna start off by bargaining Mike Awesome versus Masato Tanaka. Yeah, I'll take that because that match is fucking awesome. Yes, all all three of them. <laughs> that was that was gonna be my first bargaining chip. Do we then want? Do we do? do we then want to go? Um, uh, uh, Cactus Jack. I was gonna say, um, should we just, should we just King, do King of the Death match? I was gonna say, if we're gonna do the Patreon goal of the I, watching the entire IWA '95 King of the Death match, we'll just bring Aaron along for that. Yeah, I'll yeah. do it. I'll do it. <laughs> give us money, and then we'll do it. Not, not yeah. you, the, the listeners. The listeners will give yeah. us money, and then yeah. we'll do it. You can yeah. hear my sexy voice more than just the ones on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, actually, no, Jay. Final thoughts on your on this match. Um. I mean, and the only thing really that we haven't like sort of said is, um, which again, it's just kind of like to elaborate on what I said with them, like sort of being ahead of the time. Like, I, I feel as I feel as though the reason this match stands out as much as it does is, as you said, Dan, it's like an anomaly. It it shouldn't it shouldn't be on the show or in the time period that it is. Like you could slot that into like sort of early two thousand, like SmackDown six WWE, and it would be a similar. 
it would probably get the similar kind of like acclaim that it did mm. but not be remembered as vividly whereas because of where it is and when it is and who's involved in it i think that's why it's so important because it laid the groundwork for what we got like 20 years later exactly. again like in the context of the time like hogan doing a body slam just on anyone was like yeah. oh shit we're in the finishing sequence now doing the yeah. leg drop, brother. <laughs> and, then, and, then hit, and then he just hits a leg drop and is like uh i'm done well, for the day dude when when Where's savage jumped paycheck, off um <laughs> when savage jumps off the top to the outside that's what gets the crowd like red hot because mm, like yeah. wow he's done that yeah and just remember, some ten and his years knees later, never forgave him ever since. Like, I was gonna say, ten years later, he would do the exact same spot except from the top of a cage. And what did Hogan do? He was supposed to catch him. Ah, he didn't catch him. <laughs> That's that, that is a certified Hulk Hogan moment. That doesn't sound like Terry Bollea. Doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> you want to do what to the double cage, dude? <laughs> Oh yeah, I'll catch you, brother. <laughs> you got that's knees, dude. You'll be fine. Oh, that's probably what he did say. I'll catch you, and then what? It... Nah, fuck it. <laughs> you know, you know, for a fact, like ten minutes before that match, though, like Hogan and Savage probably had an argument about like Linda talking to Elizabeth or something. Yep. Yep. Oh man, just imagine <laughs> several years I got paid that Linda alimony, dude. <laughs> anyway, on that note, I'm being taken to court, Jack. I'm just gonna leave you guys to this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize wholeheartedly. Uh, <laughs> you sorry. sorry. Just I'm, blame I'm me for all this. That's fine. Just no, but me. to be fair, though, shitting on Hulk Hogan is a time-honored tradition here. So, it's true. yeah, it's true. yeah, yeah. It's true. Um. Yeah, that is probably how we're going to wrap things up. That's as random, as funny as it usually is for most of these episodes. But oh, before we head off and do our, our, our you know, the, the last final bits, I just want to say, Aaron, Jay, thank you so much for for popping in. It's been an absolute laugh and a pleasure to have you on. Thank you ever so much. Thanks for having us. You'll have to yeah. come to us. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, me. It makes a change for me doing my own thing about NXT every week. So. <laughs> See, you are, you've been freed temporarily yeah, from the shackles <laughs> of NXT. Uh, everyone's going to listen to this that don't listen to us and go, why the fuck is he watching NXT? What's going on there? Yeah. Um, and anyone who doesn't listen to us who wants like a fever dream, um, listen to Aaron review NXT every week. It, 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 there's uh, not much NXT there, is there? Uh, this past week we literally had Tino Sabatelli at the end of our show come on and he was a delight uh, he also exuberated his Italian accent which was fantastic <laughs> uh, he, he gave the podcast this new catchphrase of Rumpy Pumpy yeah it was great and um, the week before we had the intro to a Spongebob porno on our um, <laughs> podcast so yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, I'm not going to have context. Nah, I'm not. I'm not doing that to myself. Again, you have to remember, Rin, however weird it gets here, it can always get weirder. Oh, just to have a listen to AST review, yes. it's as weird as it's going to get, essentially. <laughs> oh, so. Watch it on YouTube for like extra yes. nonsense. Yeah, we. Um, it's a video one, yeah. Yeah. So, chats, whilst in the spirit of that, the floor is yours. If you have any socials that you want to plug, any events, anything of that sort coming up that you want to advertise, the floor is yours. Take it away, you two. 
So you can catch us on uh, Twitter at Untitled Rest Pod. Uh, we've got a Discord, which is Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitch, which we don't use as much as we'd like, but we're going to be doing a lot more stuff in the next coming weeks. Untitled Rest Pod. Uh, we do two podcasts a week. We've got the NXT one, which Aaron will tell you all about in a sec. And we do like kind of just like a sort of like news and weekly review one um, that we usually put out on a Tuesday. Um, Aaron, do you want to quickly big up the uh, NXT one? Yeah, the NXT one is uh you can listen to audio, but we strongly suggest you watch it on our YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need all, like you need all the video clips possible to get the references. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we do quizzes. We do like genuinely we do quizzes about books and uh, fucking segments about things not to put in private places and. <laughs> oh, as Jay said, it's a fever dream, and you need to see it to believe it, because it's a nightmare edit in the fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> um, see, if um, you think ours is unhinged, everyone, you need to li- watch the NXT reviews. <laughs> yeah, um, as well, we've got coming up, uh, we're doing our end of year awards um, over New Year as well as we're doing our big fat quiz of the year, which you guys are invited on, um, which I'll, we're, I think we're working on finalising the dates for that, aren't we, Aaron? Um, mm-hmm. And is, have I missed anything else? There? Oh, we're doing our matches of the year as well uh, at some point in the next couple of weeks. Um, I think that's everything we've got in the pipeline. Nice. There'll probably be more. Just just stay tuned. Um, we've got, <laughs> we're, we're planning on doing a few, like, different things in the next like coming years and i mean me and aaron as well um every now and again do like watch alongs of like bad pay-per-views which <laughs> we've been talking about doing another one at some point soon oh as long as it's december to dismember <laughs> well the, the, oh, last, the, the last one we did was um was a 2001 WCW show. Oh. Literally the worst, ra- like the worst rated WCW show in 2001, like weekly show. It was terrific. I mean, it could and... be worse. You could have done what we did and reviewed I... the episode where Russo became WCW champion. Uh, this was the one where all uh, all the titles got vacated and oh, people started that, yeah. winning things. And I was the hour and a half felt genuinely like four hours, and I think I tanked half a <laughs> bottle of vodka whilst watching it. Yeah, so we're, we're planning we're planning on doing a bit more stuff like that. I think in, in the next year. Um... And I know, Aaron, you really want to review Heroes of Wrestling at some point, don't you? Yeah, boy! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to play 21? Well, Aaron's got 22. <laughs> yeah! Get some old wifey in the crowd to grab my breast, eh? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, crumbs. Oh, no, chaps. Honestly, I am so excited to see what you guys get up to. And as I said, uh, I will be talking sweet to Troy. Sweet, uh www.patreon.com forward slash seat show we do have a uh, patreon call to be doing heroes of wrestling so uh yeah. we'll see we'll see how the both compare <laughs> Ooh. oh but no as just I said, just combine the two yeah you know he's, he's on to something jay's on to something <laughs> is it is this a collaborative review of heroes yeah. of wrestling <laughs> you know Aaron's what? One of the only people i know who can just like quote that on demand if if, if 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 it means that I get to shit talk Captain Lou Albano and Randy Rosenblum for a couple of hours, I'll be on board to just combine them to 
I can't. <laughs> I cannot wait to watch the shit show where the semi-main event and the main event is just compiled into one match because they can't be arsed. <laughs> oh, I'm... you got all that to look forward to in the future, everyone. <laughs> so, on our next episode. It is the third Sweet Chinwag Christmas special where we are opening up the floor to our lovely audience to talk, uh, to have a Q&A, kind of an impromptu festive Q&A. So look forward to that coming up on Christmas Day. But until then, I have been Sam. This has been Dan, Reardon, Jay and Aaron. You've been listening to the Sweet Chinwag podcast. We will see you, as always, on the next one. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. On Tuesday.